One thing that's true for all moms, we have a lot of stories to tell. Some are silly, some are gross, some bring us to tears. With each story that's shared, another mom feels a little less alone. So join us as we laugh, learn, and grow together. It's the iMom Podcast. Welcome to the iMom Podcast. I'm Abby, and I'm with Chloe and Susan and Megan. Susan is telling today's story. It is about a friend's grandson. So not and no, none of her kids are sore losers, but that's what we're talking about today because um, nobody likes a sore loser. And when it's your own kid, it definitely stings and can be embarrassing. So Susan... Take it away. Yeah, so my friend came to us with this this story. She uh, she actually was a really good athlete, and so she's very— She was? Yes. What sport? Oh, basketball. No way! Yeah. yeah. So she was attending her grandson's—I think it was a wrestling match. Uh, it? Like no. jujitsu. Jiu- yes, yeah. It's hard. It's not like you're studying jujitsu. He had jiu-jitsu. a bad match. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is this someone you guys both know? Uh, yes, yes. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll sign language yeah. it to you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> So he he didn't um, do well in his first match and got angry and kind of pouted and went off in the corner oh. and then came back. His, his father went and talked to him. He came back in the second match and got didn't do well and got even more angry, didn't shake his competitor's hand and just was really, it was bad sportsmanship. Oh. So it was painful for her to watch because she just was a great athlete and, and had of course, really great sportsmanship. So she was kind of developing a plan for how she can model this mm. with him next time he spends time at her house and she has more time with him. So that was her her question and brainstorm. It's mm. good. That's a hard one. Yeah. How are you guys at, I mean, Chloe, you're an athlete. Megan, you're a competitive uh, champion swimmer. Um, who saves her family's life in plane crash situations through your swimming skills. Why did you all laugh at that? (laughs) (laughs) That's a joke that I will make forever. Megan may not have been competitive, but she is going to have a competitive son. I can tell you that right now. Mm -hmm. So she's going to have to do something with him. How are you at losing, Chloe? Um, Or did you never? I, <laughs> I don't know. Or did you I've ever? Never experienced I'm, it. I think I was a great loser on team sports. I think my parents set a good example, and I had really good coaches who always were like, like I remember some of my teammates who were sore losers, and they they got in trouble for it. I had coaches who really modeled what it means to be a good sport. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'm hard on myself when I lose. I think I'm not a good teammate, or I'm not a good sport to myself sometimes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think the way my coaches modeled that was really integral and wanting me wanting to be a good sport. Mm-hmm. I I did not play team sports kind of maybe for that reason. I didn't like the idea of my lack of skill, maybe disappointing other people. Yeah. That's just a lot of pressure. Um, but like, you know, being a sore loser, it spills. It's not just sports. It's I remember I ran my sophomore year. I ran for like a student government position and I didn't get it. And I was really upset and I cried and my mom was a teacher at my school and I remember going to her classroom after school with a friend and this friend did get it. It was like Senate. So it was like eight oh. eight kids from each grade got to do it and I didn't get it. And I cried and my friend looked at me and she's like, Abby, you get everything. Get over it. Oh you God. didn't get it this time. Stop and it. I was like, oh, wow. Okay. But I mean, it's true. Like, it's not just sports. It's yeah. elections. It's grades. It's games. It's... You know, hey, sprint to the car. Who who can get there fastest? And your kid, you know, doesn't win and he throws a fit. So there's yeah. just so many. Even if you don't have an athlete for a child, 
sportsmanship and, and winning and losing is in every part of life. And I also think it can be uh, a kind of red flag, a sign of something, especially if your child hasn't been that way in the past. Like sometimes it's the perfectionist child who just has a fear of failure. Yeah. You know, like I just can't fail. And they they can't process those emotions. Either they're too young or they haven't learned. And so I think in my friend's case, he was exhibiting emotions that were just too strong at his immature age. Mm. He needed to process. Yep. I yeah. think the other type of personality is the dramatic child who the sky is falling no matter what happens. Mm-hmm. You know, it's never going to happen for me. They swing to the other end. I'm never going to win. Yeah. You know, they just go to that place in their mind that makes them kind of, in, it's an insecurity then. Yeah. Um, so so it does take, a, I think, uh, I don't I don't know that I like the word sore loser because it makes it seem like it's a bad thing when what you're really seeing, if they're a younger child, and I'm thinking like elementary school still, uh, you're seeing them wrestling with their emotions mm-hmm. over, over accepting that they didn't get what they yeah. wanted. Yeah. And that's just a processing they need to learn. Yeah. And then they need to have just be taught the manners of what to do instead. Mm-hmm. Megan, as far as like playing games at home or sports, how are you? I am just not a competitive person to begin with. But to my to Susan's point, I have a child who very much is and he and his little buddy, everything's like a race and they love to be like, I beat you. And, you know, just want to be mean about it. Um, And so and then, of course, the other one always cries, whoever didn't win or whatever. Um, So, yeah, I think it's definitely going to be something that I'm going to have to work with him on. And my husband is a competitive person. So hopefully he'll have some better insight Mm -hmm. into that than I do. But I will say I am competitive and my kids know I do not intentionally lose games. So start early, you know, and that's uh, what yeah. my friend says she's going to start doing is playing games with him yeah. and kind of acting like him yeah. and kind of modeling. This is what you look like. And, oh, wow. and then also she said she was going to, you know, I'm going to win and they have to learn that. And so if we just always let our kids win, then they're going to go out in the world thinking they always mm-hmm. have to win. Yeah. So at, what age, at what age though, are you like, okay, like I'm not going to let them win anymore because they are of the age that they can handle losing or they need to learn to lose. Cause like, obviously at this point, if I'm playing go fish with my three-year-old, I'm not going to be like, ha beat you. You know? <laughs> well, I don't think you have to say, ha, I beat you, but I think you can win. And then you say, Oh, James, you, I'm so happy for you when you win. Are you happy for Mama that she won? Mm. It, it was good that I got a turn yeah, to win. I, maybe I'm more of I don't care if I win. <laughs> yes, you don't. You, <laughs> Megan, send James over to my house. I'll beat him. Yes, I know. <laughs> me too. I think I'm going to play with him next time I see him. Don't you worry. <laughs> well, so I came across this little bit of advice that goes against conventional wisdom. This mom blogger, she said that a child, um, she had a kid who was a sore loser, and she said, only a child who thinks they're a winner is able to lose well. Oh, so I right. thought that was Confident. pretty interesting. Like only a child who thinks they're a winner is able yeah. to lose well. Because then um, it's not the winning and losing isn't part of their identity. It's not right. I am a loser. It's I'm a winner. And this time I didn't win, but that's okay because that's not who I am. And so her strategy, and she said it really worked for her kid, is that she lets her kids win. And I think this is really just applicable to little ones. But kind of what you just said, Susan, she said a lot of people have the mindset that you can't let kids win because it sets them up to expect it all the time. And life's not going to let you win. She says, well, yes, that's true. But the lesson from life is going to be easier to handle if they know they're not always destined to be a loser. 
kind of like, I've experienced victory and I will again. So again, this is like kind of goes against what yeah, what you might yeah. do for an older child. But she said to do this correctly, to let your child win and, and teach them this lesson, you have to ask them, do you want me to let you win? And if they say yes, then then you can let them change the rules of the game if they want to and you go along with it. She said she played horseshoes with her mm. son and even if she got a point and came, like moved ahead, he would change the rules and she'd be like, oh, you got me again. And by asking them, do you want me to let you win? It kind of takes that like dishonesty out of it. It takes the manipulation out of it. You know, they're not thinking they're pulling one over on you. But then do they really get confident because they know they only won because you let? And how does that work then when they play with other kids? Yeah. Right. Because you don't have those rules. Well, so then if they go play with other kids and they lose. I, that's a great, like, that's a good question. She says that the taste of victory when they have it with you and you celebrate, it satisfies that need. And then what she saw with her child at least was that it it did not, that, that, um, I have to win didn't spill over, you know, it it didn't spill over into situations with other kids. I had five kids, so that wouldn't have worked in our home because we would have all had to take turns letting somebody win. And the other kids would be like, this is dumb to play because we always know who's going to win. So I can't see that. She said it was a one-on-one child. She said for this to work, you need to do it with one-on-one with a child. So if you have multiple kids, then it's your like little half hour of game time. But I thought that was interesting. Just the idea that you let them, feel the the thrill of victory mm-hmm. and they carry that with them. It is contrary to what a lot of other people would teach. And I do think it's more just for, for little kids. So I think for me, when, when I am a sore loser, I, the times that I've been a sore loser, it's when I see that the rules have not been followed, mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. I'm not good. I like you, Megan, I was not good playing games with my kids. Like they loved, uh, shoots and ladders, I think. And they're like, oh, I'm going to go up this this slide. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You go down slides. And so <laughs> like, I, it's like I become very legalistic and very like yeah. black and white when it comes. When I do lose, if I lose because someone has bent the rules, I do not show a good side of myself yeah. at all, for sure. Yeah, I think it's, gosh, it's such an important thing to start teaching young because I think it's hard then when they get to the age and they don't win because it wasn't fair. Like you said, mm. bending the rules, but even, you know, where somebody gets something mm-hmm. at school and it wasn't fair just because they were the teacher's pet or right. something like that. Because that that's where it's really hard to be a gracious loser is when you know you deserved to win and it was taken from you. Yeah, mm. yeah, that's for sure. I think sometimes when our kids react poorly to losing, it might trigger something in us. Like maybe our reaction is because we're embarrassed, you know? Or we're the mama bear. That's not fair. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I always want to rush it in like, no. Right, right. You might allow the, the quote, sore loser behavior because you think that they were cheated. Yeah. Or you might not allow the sore loser behavior because you're embarrassed and you don't want other people, like how does this reflect on me? Whereas kind of what you said a moment ago, Susan, the best response might be nothing because it allows your child to feel those emotions and and process being disappointed or frustrated or you know whatever's happening inside of them. Mm. Yeah, it is a character discussion too when you watch your kids play with other kids and that kind of stuff happens. Mm-hmm. It's great to watch your kids as they play games with other children. You learn about your child and you also learn about the other children. Mm. Yeah. And yeah. if they do get frustrated to the point that your child is 
the other child's cheating or whatever, that's a great opportunity to say, okay, so how did that make you feel? Yeah. Mm. And is this the kind of friend you want? And yeah. I know we've had other discussions about friendships, but you have to teach your children to learn to discern who they choose as friendships and what makes a good friend. So if you're watching your kids play a game and one of the kids is cheating or, you know, kind of bending the rules or whatever, do you jump in or do you let natural consequences play out? You let it play out. The yeah. character is being revealed there and the kids need to learn from that. But you definitely have a conversation afterwards. Mm-hmm. And if it gets out of hand, of course you say, time to play something else, let's go outside. Yeah. yeah. You know, let's end that. Well, I think um, when it comes to like, how to react because this is this is about the child but it's really about mom you know in the story that you shared it's about how she is going to interact with her grandson going forward so like I think that we have to consider each specific child and why they're showing that sore loser behavior Um, I'm trying to think of a better way to put it Susan because I know that sore loser has just this bad connotation but it's about what's coming out like what is the emotion that they are showing through their stomping their feet or sitting in the corner with their head in their hands or not shaking the other kid's hand what is are they embarrassed are they angry are they frustrated that they practiced really hard and it didn't come out the way that they wanted to are they spoiled and they don't know how to not be the winner. Mm. Crack out that feel wheel if they're really young mm-hmm. and I ask think, them, yeah. what are you feeling? I think, you know, uh, when we adopted our two older kids, um, we did it with a bunch of other families. It was a camp and these kids were brought over from Russia. And one of the women who was going through the process of the adoption was actually a therapist. Mm. Watching her interact with the boy that she was going to adopt was so eye-opening to me because for her her training made her so much more objective about analyzing his moods or his feelings than me. I would have been a little bit more like, especially if it's your biological child and you've had them since birth, like they're a representation of you or why are you being so spoiled? Instead of treating our kids like they're in a little incubator, like what are they observing Mm -hmm. and trying to process what's really going on behind Mm -hmm. the scenes? And then it makes makes us a better coach. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I don't think one one reaction applies to all because if your child is acting like a sore loser because they're angry, well, then you have to work on anger management skills going forward, you know, deep breaths and using words instead of fists. And sometimes you just have to remove them from the situation. Mm -hmm. You're not going to, and you definitely don't parent in that moment. When they're lost in an emotion, you could be talking to a fence. You're going to get zero reaction. Mm -hmm. It's just going to probably escalate. So it takes a lot of restraint and strategy. Yeah. 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 If they're, you know, if they're acting like a sore loser because they're spoiled and can't handle it not being about them, then later on you say, you know, I bet that other player, he probably practiced really hard too. Mm, he probably yeah. worked really hard to get to, you know, to the point that you guys are at. And it's okay to walk away from a sport if your child can't handle it. And mm. there, there are just some situations where kids develop at different ages. And if they haven't developed that ability to control their emotions, um, you're actually doing them a disservice because their friends are observing their inability to exercise self-control. Mm-hmm. And so you kind of got away. When is it time for them to learn it? And yeah. when is it time to, they're just not ready to learn Well, you're it. right because it, it, you might say, well, if I take them out of this sport, then how are they, I'm taking Ever them out of the learn. opportunity to learn good sportsmanship, but at what cost are they not going to have friends? You know, you got to say, what am I, what's the more important thing right now that they have friends and that their friends 
see a good kid or yeah. that they stay in the sport? I will never forget a kid in my third grade class named Tommy. And he definitely, I was not a student enough to know what was going on, but he definitely had self-frustration mm. issues. And even in class and different things, his face would get really red and he would just start to cry. And my heart, I just got, it was in pain every time wow. it happened. But other kids started labeling him. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just, again, you know, you gotta, if your child can't handle something, you've got to protect them until they can. Mm. Yeah. I know this is not making sense for these moms out there mm-hmm. because it's like on the one hand, but every child is different. So let's, let's talk about modeling behavior too. So I think that our kids can learn how to be a good loser, a gracious loser, uh, by what they see us do, um, maybe in our home with our husbands. So, you know, you're in a discussion with him and you go, you know what? You're right. I, okay. Like allowing somebody else to be right or to win a game can teach our kids how to do that. Um, and if they do lose something, you are at the sporting event and they lose, are you storming onto the field and pointing mm. a finger at the coach? and Or yelling at them when they're crying instead of, you have to be the diffuser at that point. The child has lost control of their emotions, so mm-hmm. you have to diffuse. And then the other thing is when they get to a certain age, you need to let the coach handle it. You cannot, I have seen high school parents rush down to the sideline as their child sulked on the bench and try to either berate them or coach them back into gaining self-control. And it's not really the parent's job at that point. You're just making the situation worse. The coach needs to address it. I've seen my fair share of sports parents, (laughs) but I actually was at a high school basketball game this week and um, watching one of my students play and she actually dislocated her shoulder during the game. It was really, you know, bothering her. Um, And they were playing a team that was a lot better than them. Um, But, you know, they didn't lose by that much. They worked really hard and, one of the parents on the team, not her parent, another teammate's parents, went up to her after the game and said something to the effect of, I don't like coming and sitting here just to watch you not give 100% effort. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to you know the girl I know a, a couple of days later, and I was like, how did that make you feel? She's like, I feel like I gave my best. I don't know why it wasn't enough for them. Even she's internalizing the things that not even her parents, some someone else's yeah. parent, not yeah. her coach. You know, it's 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 interesting what I think parents feel like they have the ability to speak into a well, child's life. That parent is the sore loser yeah. in this situation. Yeah. So as parents, we have to make sure that we're not putting too much importance on winning and being sore losers mm-hmm. ourselves. Mm-hmm. Well, and looking outside of yourself. So if, you're, if your child is a sore loser and you're embarrassed, and so you feel like you have to do something because I don't want to look bad in front of my friends. And well, you know what? That stinks, but it's not about you at this point. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to step outside of your There's own There's a lot needs. of parent judgment, mom judgment yeah. out there. It's hard to look at the other moms go, we're working on that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're working on this. They're working on it. Or you don't even have a chance to say that yeah. because you don't have everyone's ear, but you have your, your core group of friends who know what you're doing and what you're working on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And what you just said, Chloe, reminded me of another thing that I read about um, another tip, and that's celebrating in the losses as much as you celebrate in the wins and whatever that looks like, you know, pointing out a good play that they had or if you're playing a board game going, gosh, you know, you're getting really good at holding those cards or, or, you know, the way that you're understanding the rules, you're getting a lot better at that because if you only react 
with enthusiasm when your child wins, then that how how do we expect them to not be mm. upset and handle those emotions when they lose? And to notice progress, like right. that's made even something that results in a loss, there's still wins within. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that building the confidence in the child. I, I think another thing we could do as moms for other moms is build confidence in the other mom. In other mm. words, if their child is acting out, and this happened to me, my um, son that I adopted, uh, was uh, nine when we adopted him. He had never been to school at all. So we acted more like a five-year-old. And so many mothers, I kid you not, came up to me and said, you know, why don't I take him for a day? I think I could teach him to handle that better. I oh think I gosh. could teach him. And I would think, oh my gosh, if you knew how much we were working on this yeah. and what we were really dealing with. So it's easy from the outside of mothers to think that another mother isn't doing a good job. You don't. No. Right. And so rather, it would be so much better to be a cheerleader for the other yeah. mother and say, oh, I've been through this before. Don't worry about it. You're doing a good job. Yeah. He'll, he'll, you know, just encourage instead yeah. of judge. Mm, or know that every good. kid has something, yes. some issue. And you're like, well, my issue is not that my child's a sore loser, but we got this to yeah. deal with. <laughs> yeah. And so we might not be fighting the same battle, but we're all fighting some kind of battle. And I'm going to change that, Abby. We're not going to call it sore losing no, anymore. we got to come up with a better we name. we got to come up with a better name because every child goes through this mm-hmm. or most children do an emotional loser yeah an emotional yeah. loser that's good yeah because yeah. it's true and it also varies from child to child I mean yes. my little one just rolls you know like a duck like yeah. it just rolls off his back the big one is more emotional yeah. and so they can lose the exact same thing and the reaction is different and it's just yeah and really it's, it's not bad to be emotional it means you care you're mm-hmm. passionate about it and yeah. that can eventually be a good thing yeah Yeah. so how are you dealing with your emotional loser not a sore loser (laughs) tell us uh, via the link in the show notes and we would love for you to get some of the great printables and articles that iMom puts out every single weekday so subscribe to our iMom Minute it's uh, the link is also there in the show notes and thanks for listening Thanks for listening to the iMom podcast. iMom is the motherhood program of the nonprofit organization Family First. Along with our fatherhood program, All Pro Dad, we exist to help you love your family well. Subscribe to our daily email, the iMom Minute, by going to imom.com slash subscribe and get tons of great ideas, insight, and inspiration. The iMom podcast is hosted by me, Abby Watts, along with Susan Merrill, Megan Tigner, and Chloe Blumenthal.